What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Crush. I'm Chuck. I'm No, thank you, sir. May I have another mini crush? Yes. Sorry. You, know, you haven't even seen that movie, have you? I, 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 I've, I've tried watching it, Chuck. <laughs> I, I love just... that's your ref, though, that you're dropping. <laughs> well, that's the it's part that I remember. Guy. Isn't that where they get the spankings? Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's in that? Yeah, he's one of the spankers. What? He's maybe, a spanker? I think he's getting spanked. Uh, yeah, I think he's getting spanked. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think we've talked about this. No, I know I know who I talked about with. It was my friend Harry who was visiting me who I went to see. Oh, fantastic. Have you heard of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Chuck? I have. Very unfortunate name. They're amazing. Yeah. They're the best live band I've ever seen in my life. The best? Uh, among among the top three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't know how to, they're just like so tight and. Psychedelic? Just, yeah, they're, they're very psychedelic if you couldn't tell by the name. But they, they don't stop. Like they just like, their songs kind of blend into the next one. Yeah, and yeah. They have two drummers and just, it was at the Tabernacle, which is a, well, it used to be a church. And it was sure. like a pit like I'd never seen before. It yeah. looked like a swirling hurricane. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Thankfully. You to look down on that yeah, shit. It was That's really nice, fun. Huh? 
Um, yeah, I can just picture you there now, Noel. Yeah, and well, you'd like, their new record uh, sounds like early Metallica. It's very thrash metal. Oh, really? And then like they put out six records in 2017, I think, and they're all independently recorded uh-huh. and released and distributed. They have their own label, um, and they're all good records. Some really? of them are just like super proggy psych rock. Some of them are kind of more jazzy. Some of them are sort of more electronic-y. Like, they're all over the place. You wow. check them out, man. All right. Um, I'll check it out. I got to get past that name. Yeah, just call him, call him King Giz. <laughs> Great. So that's what the Giz heads call him. Oh, are they Giz heads? Giz head. Oh, dude, people follow them on tour. They are like I believe it. Worshipped. That, that sounds like a band people would follow. Yeah, they're, But I'm not. I'm not that guy though. I like. I I saw this band Sight Unseen, and well, that, that too. But I, I went to this Child. band first time. <laughs> friend just told me about him, and I said the same thing. I said oh, I've heard of that name. It's so, sort of so stupid sounding. Maybe it's good. Mm-hmm. And I went, and it just blew my mind. I've seen them every time I could. I've seen them three times. This is my third time seeing. Them. Yeah, you know, sometimes a band name. Well, you'll think it's kind of a dumb name. Ween is a stupid band name. Uh, see, I love that. Um, when I first heard, I remember the day my friend Chris Cox uh, handed me a Modest Mouse CD, um, Lonesome Crowded West. Yeah, great. And I went, that's the worst band name I've ever heard, Modest Mouse. Right. And I ended up being a huge, huge fan of, of the band. Yeah. Up until a certain point, and then not as much. Yeah, they, they never really just like tanked though. I mean, even like Float On is like it's a pretty damn good song, you yeah, know? It was fine. That's yeah. when I was sort of started to wane. I'm That's not what being I that guy who's like, when they got popular, I didn't no, like them. I know. Them. I know. But I didn't love those albums as much. Yeah, it's like, I, I love can the see early that. stuff. I can see I really that. did. And then just to go back around, what I was saying, the conversation I was having with my friend Harry, who, by the way, he, he's a guy who owned a record store in my hometown, turned me on to so much formative music for me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And he's one of these like lifer music snob types who sure. very hard to get them excited about something. <laughs> Thing, oh, I turned him on to King best. Gizzard, uh-huh. and he went out and bought all of their stuff on vinyl, and they have a pile of records. Wow. He doesn't do that. And he all came right. specifically for this show, and he had an absolute blast. All right. No, that's high praise. Mm-hmm. If your music's not friend, liked it. And he's the one who said, I just don't understand Animal House because I don't get the frame of reference because I was Is wasn't. that how we went down this r- yeah. rabbit hole? Uh-huh. Because, you know, I wasn't around during that time. That type of comedy was sort of more prevalent, and it's just is something that maybe, like, either clicks for you sure. or it doesn't. And it, it doesn't for me. I got gotcha. you. By the way, Noel, I want to isolate that uh, that sound. I'm, I don't think that show we did last Friday was the best. <laughs> Have you listened to it? No. Yeah. Okay. It, w- it wasn't the best. We were clearly, uh, you know, shuffling, trying really? to trying to get some material. It was fine. I thought it was cool, but you know, people like we actually try in here. We do try, and uh, I don't think that was our best episode. But your sound that you made in the Mandalorian trailer when Werner Herzog's voice happened, right? I want to isolate that sound, yeah, and then use it as a recurring. Uh, it's it's been dubbed. Sound it's been the dubbed show. the Noel Helm scream. <laughs> Did you see that on the, on the no, message did board? people say that? Somebody said the, the Noel Helm scream. And I also, I very rarely chime in uh, negatively ever, even when people are like trashing something online. Sure. But somebody said something to the effect of like, you made that scream for Werner Herzog? I'm like, what, what are you yes. implying? What are you getting at? What's your point? A thousand times, yes. Yeah. I, I just there was there was it was just such a, 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 a inherently negative comment with no qualifications whatsoever. I just wanted to chime in and be like, "What's your problem, buddy?" Yeah, that is weird because Werner Herzog's speaking voice is universally loved and yes, parodied. Exactly, it's like saying you made that voiceover or that sound over hearing Christopher Walken. Like exactly, it's an iconic 
voice. But for me, I love the voice. Oh, I the love best. hearing it out of context like that, it, with a it cut to black, oh. and you hear Werner Herzog. Of course, I and beyond that, you had like a that. legitimate human emotion. I was sitting here and witnessed it. Yeah. And thought it was like one of the funniest I things. I, I felt feels in, in my heart place for that one. But I also, <laughs> I, I like Werner Herzog. He's one of the rare filmmakers he's that great. is amazing at documentaries, yep. amazing at narrative. He's and a he's thinker. A he's a great actor. <laughs> yeah. He's just a smart, fascinating guy. Yes, and I'm a great huge, huge fan of him. Totally, dude. I'm way down with that. Could you imagine if we could get him on the show? Oh, God. You'd have to sit down. I could not just do that interview without you in the room. I would love, dude. I would. I would be you'd very. Be, I would be very upset. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you do a good Werner. I, I try to. What if you could v- interview Werner Herzog in character as Werner Herzog? That's too much. The, the, a black hole would open up and swallow us. Maybe all. next April Fools we'll get a. We'll get Kevin Pollock on it. That'd be pretty Tell good. him to brush up on his Werner. Well, you know who does a great Werner is your boy uh, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, does he? He is Werner on Comedy Bang Bang. Oh. It's a recurring thing. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. That's PFT. He might do it. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, here we go. No, we're going to uh, we're going to start off with the social studies about social studies on movie crush. Uh, regions and places where movies are set that they really just nailed. And basically I'm sort of asking like has a movie ever been made from about the place where you are from that just really really nailed it? Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and how? Because that's a big deal when someone, especially if it's not like New York City, although that's coming up in a second. So when someone makes a movie about the place where you're from, 
there can be a lot of nerves going into that film for how your place is portrayed. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, with Atlanta, it's a little different, I guess, because so much stuff is filmed here, yeah. and the identity of the city is very, like, you know, it's it's not about Atlanta. But then you had a movie like Baby Driver, right. which I went into a little bit trepidatious. I'm like, how are, are they yeah. going to make us everyone have Southern accents? No, they, the, they did a little bit of that, but not too much. Uh, well, that's true. The a little main, bit. Uh, not, not too much. Lead female with the, the waitress. Right. She sort of did. Yeah. All right, let's get it going here. Uh, oh, our oldest friend, Jenna Van Valen, um, Funny Farm. I lived in a small town in New Hampshire for 20 years. Most hilarious, accurate depiction of locals. Yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, Joe Kosky says, uh, Zodiac for the Bay Area nostalgia, even though the events were before his time. Um, one of our oldest of friends, Lisa Teixeira, says, Lady Bird. Um, I mean, Sacramento, it's really right? the only big movie based in Sacramento. Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool when that happens. You know, they recently did a thing. A twenty four did a did a promotional thing where they projected movies that were based in places in on billboards in those places and had people come and it was like free screenings and they did. Um, uh, good time, mm-hmm. I believe in Queens and Queens Boulevard. Yeah, I still and they, didn't they see that. that's how so good. And they did the the spectacular now, which is in Athens. In Athens. Yeah. And they did that in Athens. I did love that movie. And they did uh, they did um, Lady Bird in Sacramento. But it was yeah. a cool thing. It was all that. about tying the film to the place, for sure. Uh, one of our old friends, Louis Silva, says, "Not a movie, but King of the Hill on Garland, Texas, is pretty spot on." Uh, one of our old friends, Kelly Butler Olson, KBO. Says the good place, another TV show uh, of Jacksonville is pretty hilarious. Interesting. I didn't know it was set there. I have to check that out. The good place. That's what she said. Jacksonville. But it's not meant to be a place, though. I mean, it's like it's like a. Is it shot in Jacksonville? Maybe that might be it. We're specifically talking about places that are like this is the place. Sort of. Oh, and she qualifies it. I'm sorry, KBO. She says not quite what you're looking for. So it, it's an adjacent comment. I'll tell you another good one is uh, the the Florida Project. Yeah, whew. which is a fantastic film. Boy, really nails that. Really nails it, and that's a tough one. Interstate I, motel scene in I just, Central Florida. You were there. I, I spent a week there in Orlando. Yeah, very strange place because <laughs> it exists like solely for the purpose of feeding this kind of tourist machine, right? Yeah, that's it, interesting. It, it's almost like not a real place. Yeah, but we found this dive bar called Cheers uh-huh. that we hung out in, like after all the hullabaloo stuff at the hotels. And that's where, like, all the kind of local people hang hung out. Right. And it was neat to actually go from being in these convention centers and right. these, like, phony kind of, like, hotel ballrooms where people are from all over the place to being in, like, yeah. okay, here's what the Orlando people are like. Right. And they were great. Well, that's good. Did you make some friends? Yeah, of course. Always. Uh, let me see here. Oh, this is funny enough to where I'm going to read it, even though it's a gag comment. Our old friend J.J. Ferbino says, train spotting. Perfect view of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let me see here. Christy Richardson says, Coal Miner's daughter was filmed uh, near where she lives. Pretty good job showing how hard scrabble Appalachian, Appalachian life can be. Uh, Melanie Kaufman, always sunny in Philadelphia, gets a surprising amount right. Uh, Jane, ooh, this is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Jana Reifitzgerste. Hear that name, Noel? You, you know what's coming up? Uh, no. Run, Lola, run. Ah, yes. Lola Rent. (laughs) Lola Rent. Says, uh, excellent depiction of what my beloved Berlin feels like. Love that movie. 
Raifa Gersta. I think I said that right. Uh, Douglas Thompson says, Snowtown really nailed the low economic housing situation. I don't know that show, or a movie, rather. Uh, Jennifer Mudge, one of our old friends. Um, I'm stuck with period pieces from long before I was alive. Movies like Robocop and Eight Mile. So, what is that, Detroit? Yes. Yes, of course, yeah. She didn't say Detroit. I guess it's just a given. Yeah, Eight Mile is like a, is an area, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Robocop. I enjoyed Eight Mile. I say it was a good movie, for sure. R.I.P. Curtis Hansen. Man, so sad that he's gone. Such a great filmmaker. That's right. Which one? I'm sorry. He was the director? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Although. Of Eight Mile? Yeah. Right? Didn't he direct that? I, I thought it was somebody else. You might be right. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Hansen. Yeah. I don't, what else did he do? Well, he did my uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Wonder Boys. That's right. I love Wonder Boys. But uh, L.A. Confidential, of course. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, The River Wild. Yeah. L.A. Confidential is a favorite as well. Uh, that'll be coming up soon, everyone, on the Film Noir series with Scotty. I'm plotting it out, Noel. I've been cutting it too close, so I've got a bunch of people lined up for Filmmaker series. Nice. I, I haven't had many interviews come through for, like, uh, you know. Well, you know what, Chuck? And I don't really care. But, but maybe <laughs> maybe it's time to just change the format of the show and just be a little more open about it. Well, that's already happened. That's what's happening. Oh, yeah. Have you discussed this? Yeah, it's it's just Filmmaker series, film series, people that can come through town and get interviews in. Right. You and I goofing off. That's it. It's People whatever. love it. It's freeform radio. It's that's exactly right. People love it. I always love freeform radio. People who love it love it. I mean, I'm just saying, like, and it's it's it's. I don't think anyone is tuning in with an expectation. Like, I mean, and I, honestly, the more open ended it is, I think the more adaptable it is for everybody. People love filmmakers. We've heard some people who are like, oh, if I don't know the celebrity or I don't know sure. the movie, then I'm going to be less inclined to listen. With this, it's like there's something for everybody. Yeah, you know? and now everyone knows Scotty and Casey, right? And Pam, Pam. Mm-hmm. She needs to get back in here. Oh, I love Pam. I've been asking and asking. She's busy, Noel. That's why Pam hasn't been on everybody. Michael Reed says, Witness. Lancaster, Pennsylvania really nailed it. Uh, the Amish refused to watch it. Well, I don't think Amish, do they eschew all uh, media? I think they have some particularly strict rules around like it, for sure. Like Witness? <laughs> yeah. Or like Rumspringa is the thing where they let the kids go and go batshit out in the real world, <laughs> right. and then they come back. <laughs> Some of them never come back. There's a whole documentary about that called The Devil's yeah, Playground. The yes. Devil's Playground. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Don Morris, one of our old pals, agrees with you, Noel, on the Florida Project. Very dark side of uh, central Florida towns. Uh, Lee Leonard says, Zach and Mary make a porno, nails the East Berg. A lot of movies set in Pittsburgh, I've noticed. That's where Mindhunter is shot. Mm. You've been watching season two? No, I'm trying to finish season one. I fell off, even though it was really good. I just had a lot going on, and I've been, I've been, I'm back in. So gotcha. I'm trying to finish season one and then dive right into season two. You I've seen? I think I'm through like three episodes of season two, and it's all about the Atlanta child murders uh, and more. Yeah, of course. But that's like, a big. In fact, they're big part. just. It takes several episodes to even get to that. Okay, because there's other stuff going on. Gotcha. And there's some Manson stuff in it too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just now realizing the show is sort of a. Which is a great idea because true crime and all that stuff is such a big thing right now. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's make a movie that's like an all-star game. Right. And just trot out every single – because a lot of these uh, timelines overlap of either these people in prison that they're interviewing or showing the real-time stuff of 
people that haven't been caught yet. Of course. So that's kind of one of the fun parts of the show. Yeah, I was looking because in the first season, it's one particular guy that they keep showing. Mainly, but they do other interviews. They do others. No, I just mean the guy they're showing in real time doing his thing. He's the guy that works for the security company. Company right, and that's what they're doing so far in this one as then, well. Does he end up being the? Is he the BTK killer? Is that who that's supposed to in be? In season two, in season one, there's a guy that they show in the cold opens. Oh, yeah, who yeah, like yeah. works for a, a home security company, and you just kind of show him progressing through. But the, but then he doesn't really come up like in the actual show. Okay, I'm having a hard time remembering season one now. I'm because they took so long in between. Yeah, but BTK is in season two. So it, maybe it was the same guy. Maybe it's him and they're setting it up for season two. Yeah, okay, that, that must be it. Yeah. That must be it. I need to go back and rewatch season one. That took way too long of a break for me. It was quite a while. Yeah, to the point where I was like, do I even care anymore? Mm-hmm. It's dangerous ground. It can be. If you take too much time. Yeah, I agree. Between an album or a movie or yep. a TV show. Yep. Got to time it right, Noel. It's true. Tim Lanigan says Goodwill Hunting really nailed Boston, except for the shitty fake accents. <laughs> But those guys are from Boston. Yeah, but everyone from Boston still bags on them bag, for those yeah. accents. Yeah, I don't know. What about the What about the um, the Departed? How are those accents? The Departed? Yeah, I don't know. They probably get bagged on too. You think so? I think people in Boston, unless you're, it's like any actor is a phony, even if they're like from Southie. There you go. They're like, nah, phony. That's, that sounds about <laughs> right. Noel, I had eight lobster rolls on between Boston and Portland, Maine, over my long weekend. They're fantastic. Well, I was trying to do a little thing where I could really just see all the varieties and vote on my best. A tour de lobster roll. And you know what my favorite one was, I think? Do tell. It was a gourmet shop in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. Huh. Like just off to the side of the road, sea salt gourmet shop. They did the best lobster roll the whole whole trip. It was so good. I went to an incredible uh, dive bar that's apparently really beloved. I want to say it's like... Annie's Kitchen or something Kitchen. Where was it? In, in Boston, like it was in oh, Cambridge. Yeah. It was it was it was very close to um, the garage that 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 like shopping center where there's like Newberry Comics is there. Okay. But anyway, it's it's a dive bar, like legit, legitimate dive bar. But you can get a whole lobster at this dive bar. Oh wow! That and doesn't surprise me. And it's great. And I had the lobster roll there, and it was it was fantastic. You could get lobsters in the uh, Portland airport on your way home, and they would. Throw live lobsters in a box of, I guess there's dry ice in there, and hand it to you to get on the plane, Noel. Live lobsters. Charlie's Kitchen. Charlie's Kitchen. In Harvard Square. Harvard Square? Harvard Square. Yep. You know what else they had in Portland, Maine? And talk about charming me, charming the pants off of me, is on a sidewalk they will have like an oyster cart. Yeah. Like you can just walk up and the guy will like shuck you a couple. Of course. That you'll slurp down. Love it. You been to the Kimball House here in Atlanta? Oh, sure. Really good oysters. I can live on that stuff, Noel. I could be a desert island survivor, I think. I think I could do it. You think so? With just oh, just you you would just chuck. You would be I could live on shellfish and fish and seafood. Do you think you could catch a fish barehanded, Chuck? Or would you have to <laughs> fashion yourself some sort of implement, a spear, perhaps, or a, a fishing pole? Oh boy. All right, Noel. We're moving on to another regional thing, but this is New York movies specifically. Which movies really nailed New York City? And I know it's not a movie, Noel, but I'm always on record as saying the show High Maintenance is doing one of the best jobs of nailing what real modern-day New York City is like than anything else. And I know it's a show you'd like to. 
It's one I haven't seen, really, Chuck. Uh, I thought you got into no, high No, no, I haven't yet. Oh, okay. I, I've seen some of the the web, you know, the shorts or whatever. Oh, boy. But I need to get into it. I know that you're a huge fan. That's something um, else. It makes sense, though, from the perspective that it's shown, right? Isn't it shown from these bike guys that, so that Well, it's just real weed? New York. It's real New Yorkers. It's everyday yeah. stuff. It's neighborhood stuff. It's nothing uh, um, flashy about it. Well, you sure. Know? It's just real deal, everyday but the, but the whole idea is that's one character who delivers weed to lots of different customers? Yes, and that's sort of the framework, or that does, is it, the framework. Does, it, does it venture outside so, of that? But what it is, it's a show about New York stories. Really. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Told through this guy's, you know, point of view, sort of. Uh, Justin Eagle says, "Escape from New York." <laughs> that's funny. He's laughing. He said, "I'm from Texas, never been to New York, so that's how much uh, that's how I envision it." Yeah. Uh, Escape from New York, Noel is coming up in a couple of weeks on the show. Yeah, but by the time this comes out, it might be kind of aligning because Dan Bush is coming in to talk about that. Oh, cool. Can't wait. Ethan Yavin, old friend, says Ghostbusters. Ian Lyons says Ghostbusters or Elf. All right. Christopher Steiner says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are people fucking with me? I think a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Wendy White says Arthur. One of my favorite movies, Wendy. Love it, love it, love it. Is that the, the original or the remake? Oh, what do you think? I don't know. She says stuff. I've, I've seen neither. The original is a beloved all-time classic comedy. The remake was garbage. Yeah. Is the remake the one with what's-his-face? Russell Crowe. R- no, no, no. Russell Brand. <laughs> one of the other Russell. <coughs> I would love to see Russell Crowe and Arthur. <laughs> that would be really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would just get drunk and beat everybody up. This typecast. That would be friends. so good. Yeah. Uh, Emily Micah Thomas says, do the right thing. Yeah, that really nailed New York, for sure. Old friend Kayla M.H. says, When Harry met Sally, uh, Vanessa Lopez of the Vanessa Squad, 200 cigarettes, and When Harry met Sally. What's your favorite New York movie, Noel? I was trying to think about it, and I'll tell you one that, that is, is not it's, – it's, it's New York as a stand-in for this kind of sci-fi city. So this may sound like I'm trolling, but I'm not. The movie Dark City, uh-huh. um, it's like, you know, set in the 30s or whatever. It's – uh, it's really good. It, it, it has a Coney Island kind of like place, and it's sort of it captures sort of the I don't know the interesting dark kind of like grittiness of New York in a fun way. Um, but I think Taxi Driver is a really good New York movie. Oh boy, uh, you ain't kidding. It, it really is. It's very real for the time and very like gritty, and it seems very much shot on location. None of it's like you know yeah made up. It seems very. Its attention to detail is very honed in, very on-location feel, yeah. you know, not nothing that's, like, kind of phony about it. Nothing phony about it. Agreed. Uh, old friend Chris Bobbitt says, scent of a woman. hoo He typed that out. Dylan Nichols says, Gangs of New York. A lot of Scorsese in here, of course. Uh, Joe F. says, The Royal Tenenbaums, like Wes Anderson's version of New York. Yeah, totally. Uh, one of our old friends, John Mechalep, says, Quick Change with Bill Murray and Gina Davis and Randy Quaid. Yeah, that was a good New York movie. Keeping the Faith with Ed Norton, says Jody Sells Queen. Uh, Paul Wilder says Manhattan. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's funny. It's complicated. The the photography in that movie by, if I'm not mistaken, the great Gordon Willis. Gorgeous. You know what Gordon Willis's nickname was? I don't. I'm not even familiar. He's one of the great cinematographers. His nickname, I believe, was the um, Master of Darkness? No. Lord of Darkness? Prince of Darkness? Prince of Darkness. Because <laughs> he was into that. dark frames. Very dark. He's. I mean, there are some shots in Manhattan that you can barely see 
Shot The Godfather, Annie Hall, All the President's Men, Clute, The Godfather 2. Jeez, that's intimidating. Clute was that one that you mentioned that I'd never heard of, oh, and so it sounded fascinating. I really want to check it out. The Devil's Own, Purple Rose of Cairo, Stardust Memories, Broadway Danny Rose, Interiors, most of the Woody Allen stuff. The Paper Chase, Little Murders, The Money Pit, Presumed Innocent. Boy, that is really a uh, intimidating resume from the late, great Gordon Willis. Died five years ago, Noel. Uh, One Fine Day, says Amanda Patterson. Mini tour of New York with a nice little story. Uh, Tanya Boyd says Home Alone 2. And uh, Elf. Uh, Don Castellano, sorry. Castellano, one of our old friends, says Barefoot in the Park. Yeah, that was such a good movie. Christopher Rennie says 25th Hour. And let's finish it up with uh, Chad Burnt with The Devil's Advocate. Great New York movie. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. I'm going to finish it off today with people uh, asking what they were looking forward to for the rest of the year. Uh, like movies coming out in the fall. Holiday season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you've noticed how bad it's been lately. Yeah, I guess so. I don't is know. post-summer, pre-fall lull. Is that what they call it? Is that where they dump the shitty movies? Yeah, and I'm sure there is a name within the industry for this time of year, but it's the worst. Like, after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, it's kind of been shit. The dregs, the doldrums, the dog days. The dog days of summer. That's yeah. probably what they call yeah. it. But I posted a thing from Collider uh, of movie releases for the rest of the year. This is when all the good stuff comes out, so I was kind of curious. What are you looking forward to? Nothing springs directly to mind, but I'm sure that if well, I dug you deep, hear some of yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's hear some some upcoming picks. Uh, one of our oldest friends, Greta Koning, says Little Women. I totally want to see that. That trailer looks great, 
and it's the follow-up. Oh, to the Joker version. movie! I'm very much looking forward to the Joker movie. It looks 1, incredible. Looks incredible. And I want to see nothing more. In fact, that last trailer was too much. So so good. So good. Looks like a combination of Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy. Uh, sure. I mean, I think it was. It very much wears that on its sleeve. Uh, Heather Ingram says the rise of Skywalker. Of course, Brett Giles again says Star Wars. Michelle Johnson says Zombieland Two, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I'm not excited about that one. No, no, he doesn't. It's weird casting to me. I don't get it. I just, (laughs) I just see Tom Hanks. That's that's what I see. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Alex Cavanaugh says, uh, "Really ready for Brad Pitt and the thoughtful sci-fi Ad Astra." That does look good. I haven't heard of that one. Wait, no, I have. Yes, I have. It's like a space, yeah, space movie. Pretty cool. Mm. Uh, Terry uh, Calejo, our old friend, says, "I just saw the trailer for Doctor Sleep in the Terminator movie." Um, but really, Downton Abbey, hands down. There's a Downton Abbey movie? Oh, yes. Really? I can't wait. Cool. Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. Yeah, and I did read that book, and it's cool. And the, and the trailer looks great. Really? Very much uh, shot in Atlanta, too. There's actually a scene where you can see it in the trailer that's the Plaza movie theater. Over oh, really? There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, I'll, 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 I thought of another one, um, The Lighthouse, which is with uh, can't wait. The, the Robert Eggers, who did The Witch, who we, I think we both very yeah. much enjoyed. His new one that's sort of an existential Lovecraftian horror nightmare taking place on a marooned yeah. on an island with black a lighthouse and, and black and white. Shot in a weird aspect ratio. Yeah. Like it's like a tall frame, but a skinny frame. Like a lighthouse. Um, like a lighthouse. Yeah, I was talking to Casey. He saw it at, at Cannes uh, and said it was great. Yeah, so, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote a script like that, so. You can't. Wait, <laughs> uh, you did, yeah, like a, like a was, bottle movie like that. Like I, a, I yeah. wanted to try and write a thriller. I'd never written a thriller, so it was sort of like an exercise. And like five years ago, yeah, I wrote a um, period piece, lighthouse sort of thriller murder. Thing. That's cool. And then this came out, and not that anything was ever going to happen with mine anyway. But it surely can't now. Yeah, <laughs> it's dead in the water. It looks really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think I think Robert, Robert Eggers is a very Interesting young filmmaker to watch, kind of, you know. I think so too. David Eggers? No. Robert? Robert. Dave no, is the Dave is the writer. Oh, right. And I don't think there's any relation. I don't think there is either. Yeah. Uh, Michael Reed says Jojo Rabbit. That is a new one from uh, Taiki Watiti. Um, anything that guy puts out, I will watch till the end of time. He's got a weird one coming out that I saw a trailer for. Jojo Rabbit. Is it the Nazi one? Yeah. It looks crazy. Yeah. It looks really crazy. Oh, dude. I will. He is on my number one list of, like, I will go see anything he ever does. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's doing the voice of one of the droids in an upcoming Star Wars property. I don't remember if it's the movie or if it's the new movie or if it's one of the oh, really? Disney Plus things. But he's fully voicing one of the, the droids. That with talks, his voice? With his it? voice that, that, that talks a lot. Oh, that's weird because he just did that in Star Wars. He uh, did? Yeah. Well, that's what must be what I'm talking about. What do you mean? Which, what did he do? He did a voice in, uh, oh, no, in one, of the, in one of the Marvel movies, didn't he? Yeah, he was the voice of the rock monster, the rock guy yeah, in, in, right. in the Thor. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. He directed Ragnarok, right? He directed that one, and he was the voice in that one. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. It's a good movie. Carolyn Gaston, our old friend, says Downton Abbey as well, and Doctor Sleep and Star Wars. Uh, Jenna Van Valen says, Cats, I still refuse to believe that the trailers for Cats are real. I don't know Cats, but... That trailer looked pretty interesting to me. It just looks terrifying and nightmare fuel-ish <laughs> and this uncanny valley, bizarre, who asked for this movie-ish, you know? Oh, so. I think people are excited about it. That's I don't it. know. Yeah, yeah. The internet's upset about it. That's what I know. I saw the internet being thrilled, too. You did. It's going to be, it's maybe polarizing, but yeah. that's going to be a smash hit. 
I'll tell you the thing about cats. You say you're not a cats person, right? You're, well, you're, you're a cat person, but not a cats person. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. I saw it when I was pretty young, and I was really into Broadway. Loved Les Mis, loved Fam of the Opera, loved all that stuff. And I saw cats, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm sure. I don't get it. I don't know who this is for. It's not for me. Right. You know? Um, yeah. It's just a bunch of weird dancing cats kind of spouting nonsense poetry. <laughs> you know? I mean, sorry. <laughs> you guys, review. you guys down, can take me cats. to task for this. <laughs> any, any cats fans out there? Oh, I've been Tell there. me why I'm wrong. They're tell me, out there. Tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, we'll, we'll start a thread on that. I want to hear it. Uh, Caleb Wyant, our old friend, says uh, Lighthouse. Uh, Natalie Roish Boyer says, Joker, I can't wait, with like five exclamation points. She's very excited. So is Nicole Rogers-Halstead about Joker. Uh, Frozen 2 comes from Allie Ann. People are looking forward to that. There's a lot of people uh, talking about the Joker on here, Noel. It looks incredible. Todd uh, Phillips, interesting. Yeah. yeah, of hangover fame. Yeah. And a lot of kind of, kind of uh, broad... Comedies like he got uh, start in Atlanta on uh, the movie that shot here, the Road Trip. Road Trip. I think that was his first movie. That's right. Was that with Tom Green? Oh, I think he might have been in that. Yeah, I know Brecken Meyer was in it. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I'll tell you what Todd Phillips' first thing is. What? You might not know. It's, oh yeah, sure. It's Go the ahead. Gigi Allen documentary. Yeah, yeah. That have you ever seen it? No, I heard it's great though. Oh boy. I mean, great. You know, in quote fingers. I won't even tell you what the. I mean, it's a good documentary. Uh, I wish I could. I, I mean, I could say what the opening shot is. Does it involve poop? <laughs> Close, but yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to even say it. Okay, fair and enough. And I can say anything on the show. You and really I don't can't. even want to say that. Oh, just, if, for, I'll just, tell you off mic. Yeah. Case in, for, just for anyone that doesn't know, I didn't just say poop out of nowhere. Gigi Allen was known for flinging his own poop. He was this punk rock. And smearing himself with his own Really, poop. really gross. And p- blood. And punk rock singer, kind of performance artist. I don't know what you call him. He's a singer in a band. Yeah. The murder junkies. Murder junkies. Yeah. There's an episode of our uh, sister podcast, Disgraceland, all about Gigi Allen. If oh, you learn more. I need to hear that. Yeah, good. You know, I'm going to be in uh, conversation with Jake Brennan in Atlanta mm-hmm. for his book premiere. Yep. At Acapella Books. Uh, actually, it's sponsored by Acapella Books. I think it's at the Highland Inn, everybody. Yeah, I love that place. So if you're in Atlanta and you want to come see Jake and I talk about his book. What is that? October 29th, Tuesday. Great. I'll be there, and I think maybe I'm going to try to rope you guys into grabbing a bite afterward or something. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right. I'm all about it. All right. I think that's it, everyone. That's the movies you're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to The Joker and Star Wars for sure. Um, I'm going to go see Cats just to annoy Noel. I want to see it. (laughs) Oh, here we go. It Chapter 2. I forgot about that. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that one. That's coming right up. I think it's pretty soon. Yep. And The Lighthouse should be a good holiday season. Oh, another one, real quick before we go. It's called Knives Out. Oh it's, yeah, it's uh, Ryan da- Ryan Johnson who did Brick and you know the the, the most recent Star Wars movies. That's right. But it's like a clue type caper murder mystery oh, in, a, in a house that where there's fantastic. a detective. It looks really good. All over that, and Ryan Johnson, who is not directing the new Star Wars movie, we got raked over the coals for that one. He's though. not. I yeah. didn't. Th- I thought he might not. It's back to J.J. Abrams. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we got we got thrashed for not knowing. Our really, Star Wars. we got a good. Even though you said, I'm not into Star Wars, people still were like, Noel doesn't know Star Wars. Now, I, I, I question that it was Ryan Johnson, to be fair. You probably you, did. You doubled down on it, Chuck. I and so down. I said, Chuck, you seem so <laughs> confident. I'm going to just go along with you. But you know what we're going to do, too, Noel? I've got a bunch of shows on the books. We're going to start a – it's finally happening, everyone. We're going to start a Star Wars film series with Holly. Great. With Holly Fry. Yeah. And uh, I think I'll do the first one with just Holly, and then it feels like – 
We should open that one up to some more roundtable type stuff. I, I would enjoy that. Because I want to get you two in a room. Yeah, we're to, friends. To debate the... Oh, really? You and yeah, Holly are friends? We're friends. Thanks for telling yeah, me that. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, I'm not afraid to call her on her fandoms. Well, I, I'd love to get you guys talking about the prequels. Yeah. So maybe you can she, sit in for she, a couple of she, those. Uh, she defends those to the bitter end. I love it. I'll just sit there and sort of, my head will be back and forth like a tennis match. it'll be fun. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.